everyone, it's Pastor Justin. I'm so excited that you're joining us on our podcast for our new series that we're starting. We're beginning our series on five principles of godly giving. This is going to be an incredible series. It's going to challenge us so much, not just in the means of financial giving, but also in in giving of our time and giving of our abilities and skills that God has given us. This series is really on how we can be the kind of givers that God desires us to be. Before we get into the principles, I really want to take some time and define what a principle is. So the dictionary definition of a principle is a fundamental truth or proposition that serves as the foundation for a system of belief, a system of behavior, or for a chain of reasoning. So in this series, we're stating that there are five principles that are foundational elements in godly giving. We're not saying that these five principles are the only principles in godly giving. We're just going to be covering five different principles in this series. Principles by nature aren't simply commands, but there's something that would be considered written into the fabric of reality. When you look at the scientific principle of gravity, it's very easily seen that if I throw this bottle of water up in the air, it comes down. That is gravity, the principle of gravity being heard, not really seen. It's something that's not just written on a paper. It's not just said by a person, but this is a principle that you could see work in reality. When you look at the moral principle of just say not killing anybody, right? That's a command. But that command is so widely accepted and so widely followed in so many different societies throughout the world that that command is no longer just something written on a page or spoken by a person, but that has become a social norm that works in reality. You can see in reality that people live their lives, mostly everyone lives their lives, with the standard of killing someone is wrong. These are principles. They're foundational elements in their respective categories. When you look at morality, refraining from murder is a foundational principle in being moral. When you look at science, gravity is a foundational principle in science. So today we're discussing the category, so to speak, of godly giving. And these five principles are foundational in righteously giving to God. And so we're going to start with our first principle on godly giving. And that first principle is tithing. Tithing is basically defined as giving 10% of your resources to God. In scripture, tithing usually was associated with first fruits. And I want to make this as a part of the definition. The tithe before God is something that comes first. It's something that we respond to when Israel was a nation and God required their first fruits of the land. They would literally retrieve fruit and vegetables that they had picked first. They would set that aside for God. The idea is you don't give God your leftovers. And that's something that's very important in regards to tithing. A lot of times people will tithe, 
but they'll tithe after they pay all their bills, after they go through uh, everything that needs to be taken care of for the month, and then at the end of the month, they give what's left to God as their tithe. And, and that really is not presenting God with what he's due right off the bat. It's waiting and almost in essence to give God those leftovers just to make sure that we have everything that we need first. Understanding the historical background of tithing is, is essential when we're looking at this principle of tithing. And so when we turn our Bibles to Deuteronomy chapter 14, in verse 22 to 23, it reads, You must set aside a tithe of your crops, one-tenth of all your crops you harvest each year. Bring this tithe to the designated place of worship, the place the Lord your God chooses for his name to be honored. And eat it there in his presence. This applies to your tithes of grain, new wine, olive oil, and the firstborn males of your flocks and herds. Doing this will teach you always to fear the Lord your God. When you look at grain, crops, wine, oil, and cattle, this encompasses pretty much every avenue of provision in the lives of the people of Israel. It encompassed their food, it encompassed uh, drink, it encompassed clothing, shelter, revenue. God wanted the Israelites to give a portion of what he had blessed them with to teach them always to fear the Lord. When you look at that word fear in the Greek, it means to inspire reverence and honor. Tithing was established by God to inspire his children to revere and honor him with every aspect of provision in their lives. We have to recognize that everything we have materialistically belongs to God. Everything that we have, it belongs to God. And what God was trying to do was to teach the Israelites to inspire them to revere and honor him in every single aspect of their life. When we look at what we have, we can't just say, uh, these things are mine, I've worked for them, I've gotten them, there. therefore they are my possession. The only reason we have them is because God has blessed us enough, God has given us the time that we have. God has given us the abilities, the talents to even work the jobs that we do in order to provide for ourselves. God is the one who gives us those resources. We recognize that tithing is simply a practice to hold those resources loosely before God. If you can imagine with me, it's tithing helps us to keep an open hand so that when God blesses us, God puts something in our hand, we keep it open so that if there's an opportunity where God wants to take it out, he can do that. But at the moment we say, well, I've worked for this, uh, this is my job, this is my opportunity, I I've done everything that I can to maintain this comfortable living, the, the moment we do that, we clasp tighter and tighter and tighter on the things that God has provided for us in the first place. So, when we think of reverence, when we think of honor, 
God was teaching the Israelites through tithing to hold on to their resources loosely. And it also enabled them to practice giving. And I think tithing is, is something that allows us to get into the habit of giving. It, it allows us to make that open hand mentality something that's seen and practiced in our life. And it really does set a standard for giving in our lives. Continuing on and hitting another passage in the Old Testament, just to give some more historical background on tithing. In Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 to 12, God addresses his people in a period of time when they're neglecting giving to God. And God responds by saying, Should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me. But you ask, What do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due me. You are under a curse, for your whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so that there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Three things that we can pull from Malachi chapter 3, verses 8 to 12 on tithing. The first one is that God considers it dishonoring when we choose to withhold our physical resources from him. If you could imagine a father who has a son, loves his son, provides for his son, raises his son, he gets his son his very first job, which ends up being his career, and then all of a sudden the family falls on hard times. And the father looks to the son and says, Son, you know, you, you've got a, a very successful career. Could you please help your family out? Could, could you help us out at this time? We're, we're going through some hardship. But then all of a sudden the son responds and says, well, no. Like this is this is my money. Like I've worked for this. These are my possessions. I don't want to give those up. I don't want to let go of those things for you. I mean, how insane is that? When you think of God being the provider of everything that we had, just like this father, this father could have looked at the son and said, "What do you mean, no? I raised you." I, I provided for you. I protected you. I got you the very job that you're in right now that you're being so successful in. And you're so consumed with what you have that you don't even want to give a little bit to help your family? Oftentimes we can get so wrapped up in what we have that we forget the one who gave it to us. One of the problems with having more is that you have more to lose. And because of that, people can cling tightly to the things that they have. The point of this is that you can't serve two masters. Jesus, when discussing giving in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, says, No one can serve two masters. 
Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So when we look at this passage of Scripture, I think it's important to note that God considers it dishonoring when we withhold our physical resources from Him. And the nation of Israel had been holding on to the very things that God had blessed them with. And that's the very reason why God is speaking to them. The second thing that we can get from Malachi chapter 3 is that God encouraged His people to test Him in their tithing. If you look at verse 10, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great, you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. God encouraged his people to test him in their tithing. And obviously, for most of us, when we hear, you know, test God. I mean, the first thing we think of is the scripture that says, uh, you shall not test the Lord your God. But when you look at Exodus 17, where that phrase is taken from in scripture, Israel was in a point in their lives where they were doubting and testing God in regards to his love for them. They claimed that God didn't love them because he wasn't giving them what they wanted. And think about it. Again, it comes down to our desire to be satisfied, right? Our desire to have maybe the physical resources that we want, whether it be more time or more money or more resources that we can use for ourselves, they were testing God's love. They claimed that God didn't love them because he wasn't taking care of the needs that they wanted taken care of at that moment in time. Jesus quotes this very verse when being tempted by Satan to throw himself off of the temple. Satan was, in essence, asking Jesus to prove God's love for him. If you really are the Son of God, throw yourself off the temple mount. I'm sure the angels are going to catch you because God loves you so much. He was testing Jesus in proving the fact that God really does love you. But Jesus responds by saying, You shall not test the Lord your God. Yet in this passage, God challenges Israel and says, test me in your giving. Curtis Lake Church, uh, Pastor Ryan Howe, uh, interesting, he gives a challenge to his church congregants when they're considering whether they should or should not tithe. He says, I challenge you to tithe for, for eight weeks. And he says, if you don't see a financial improvement in your life, the church will reimburse you all of the money that you've invested in for tithing. I want to thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys will check out the next podcast. If you're someone not plugged in to our church, we would love for you to be a part of our community here at First Assembly of God. Again, if you have any questions, give me an email or hit me up on Twitter. Would love to hear your thoughts. We'll catch you guys next time.